This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Vic, and you're listening to another episode here on the Mindful Experiment. Each week, I have the pleasure to interview someone to help us elevate our mind, consciousness, well-being on some topic that relates to our life. And this week, I had the honor of interviewing Laura Noel, who's a leadership and personal growth coach. And we had a great time talking about mindset. We dove deep into mindset, beliefs, limiting beliefs, how our minds condition, neuroscience, how do we reprogram our brain, or how does that process work using the law of least, uh, least resistance. And, or the path of least resistance, apologize, and so much more. And I, I really enjoyed this conversation, how we can choose our choice. We can get into many different elements of creating our own life and we have, and how we can create a limitless life. To dive a little deep before we get into the, the, the episode, Laura is an executive business and personal development consultant who works with organizations and individuals to help streamline businesses' processes while maximizing profits. She helps clients stretch their thinking in a way that opens them up to new possibilities. Prior to becoming an entrepreneur and CEO of her own company, Laura studied and taught personal growth, change management, and leadership for over 27 years while serving in the United States Air Force. She has helped solidify goals and improve corporate culture within government agencies, the Department of Defense, and construction and technical insurance and sales organizations. She is proud to serve as a transformational coach, helping clients bridge the gap between feeling stuck and finding fulfillment in life and career. Laura knows how to get results as she guides clients in overcoming the mindset blocks that keep them from realizing their true potential, purpose, lifelong dreams, and legacy. In the beginning of this, you'll hear her story and how she how things align to lead her towards this life. And it's really cool how we, you know, just to see that and so much more. But without any further ado, here is Laura Noel. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on. I already know just from just chatting with you before we got on here that this is going to be a fun one. It's it's definitely uh, uh, we, 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 we we're very passionate about the same thing. So this is always going to bring a really good episode. So for the listeners, get ready. This is going to be a gem for you to really tune into. So before we get into the good stuff on that, um, I always love to ask the question of what's your story and journey to what led you or what guided you to lead to where you are today? Mm -hmm. So I served in the military for just shy of 28 years. Um, but throughout my career, I knew that my career was going to end at some point. Um, I had risen to the top echelons, the top 1%, um, pretty quickly, the, the top levels. And I still had this feeling, though, that even though I was successful from the outside looking in, I felt like there was something missing. Um, I was always, I felt like I was always on display or in that fishbowl. Um, I never felt I would, you know, do a triathlon. Then I would say, oh, I should have done it faster or I'd run a marathon. Oh, I still feel out of shape or I would get an advanced degree. Oh, I still feel stupid. And so I was doing all of these things outside of myself thinking, okay, the next time I climb a mountain, I'll feel joy and fulfilled. 
And I did that over and over again. So I was like a goal seeking organism. Um, I, I wasn't happy, you know, outside it looked good inside. I was a mess. And so through this journey, I was always on the quest of looking for my purpose. I always wondered there has to be more to life than this. And I kind of got to that point where I said to a a friend of mine, you know, when is it going to be enough? When am I going to be enough? I'm exhausted. And I realized that in my mind, I would never be enough. And that's when I started to pursue um, personal development and really figure it out. Well, why is that? Why does everybody else think I'm enough? but I don't, what's, what gives? And so I started, um, studying yoga and I got into yoga teacher training. Uh, it, it started to open me up in a way that I just realized how much more to me there was than just this one single minded kind of focus. And then I started teaching other people, this mindset aspect of yoga. And I started seeing them open up And one day I just said, gosh, if I could bottle this up in some sort of a curriculum, it's helped me so much. I want to help other people. That's when I met Bob Proctor at a personal development seminar. And it was as as if in that moment I was making a decision. I had been following my curiosity and listening to my intuition guide me. Didn't make sense for me to take a yoga teacher certification. I was in the military. Where was I going to use this? But it, I led myself to that and I listened to myself. I followed my curiosity, which led me to Bob Proctor. And then I started coaching his methodologies and learning from him and being mentored by him. Um, so that's kind of the, the long story short is, you know, I started kind of broken on the inside, looking outside of myself for happiness, for solutions, for my purpose when it was within me the entire time. And now fast forward, this is how I help other people. I love that. There's so much I can go into this and I love Bob Proctor's work and, you know, rest his soul. And, uh, yeah. uh, he's done some amazing things and so great to how funny, how I just love how things align, right. When you're in a certain way, when you're following, right. It, it, it's so <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, wow. This is just how this all, it's just amazing. When you look back, like, holy cow, um, there's some greater force, some greater thing that's orchestrating it for me. Um, yeah. One question I love to ask is you have a very similar mindset in the past, like me, where I was constantly grinding away, hitting levels of success, award after award in my own business. And there, there, even though when I, even when I thought, oh, financially, if I got to this level, man, I would be top of the world. Like everything will be great. I can invest in things. I can do this. I can do that. And yet when I got there, I was unfulfilled. And it's one of those things where is it when you're looking at it now, I'm curious to see if you have, do you ever ask that question? Like, how did I get caught into that unfulfilled trap? Yeah. You know, what I always talk about and really what I learned from Bob and, and it's funny because I'm in, um, in a doc program right now, it's leadership psychology and neuroscience. And so it's the science and psychology and the the wisdom in the spiritual realm, it's all meshed together. But we have beliefs in our subconscious mind, our paradigms, or um, kind of those beliefs that govern how we see the world. And those many of those beliefs are sort of installed in our subconscious mind by the time we're five or six years old. So it's the way we grow up, the things that we're witnessing, they become our truth. 
you know, and so the learned voice of criticism growing up, <laughs> that's a part of our truth. And we actually start to believe those things. But if you think about it, a little baby isn't worrying about, am I going to be good enough? I'm too chubby. We're not, don't take my picture, whatever it is. I'm not smart enough. We're, we're not worried about those things, but we learn those things. And anything that we learn and we repetitiously experience and get emotionally involved in, it becomes a part of our beingness. It becomes embedded in our subconscious mind. And our subconscious mind governs our habitual behavior. So we can get caught up in these destructive, self-destructive loops, which was what I was caught up in. Um, the I'm not good enough, that I've got to prove myself. Once I get this level, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be good enough or smart enough or wealthy enough. But I would reach these levels and inside, I it just, it wasn't enough. There was something missing. Um, and so once I started really working with a coach and diving into the darkness and figuring out what are some of those beliefs that I just don't even want to believe anymore. When I was shining the light of awareness on them, some of them dissipated, but then I had to choose, well, it feels real, but is it true? And if not, what would I rather believe? And then I just started redirecting my energy and focus. I love that. And and it's and that's the beauty of what I try to share with a lot of people and, and clients and so forth is like how you can really look at a belief and really just shift gears and 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 because you gave that one so much power for so long, right? Yeah. And then there comes a point where it's just like, okay, well, if I gave that power to this, well, I can just choose something else and give power to that. But sometimes it's that transition point of making that that shift where sometimes people are like, you know, I go this way and then my ego and old conditioning and baggage comes out and says, oh, no, but this is what we this is what happened before. Or here's X, Y, Z or whatever that may be for the right. individual. And it, it comes that point where you I love when you said I just shifted my focus and then went that way. Yeah, it's we diffuse our focus sometimes. Well, without even realizing it, you know, because these beliefs are governing our subconscious mind. And I they say like 96, 98% of our behavior is habitual. And so that's who's running the show or what's running the show. It's our subconscious beliefs. But we have a little window of opportunity to say, hey, wait a minute. This doesn't make sense. I don't want to believe this. That's not who I am. And why am I focusing on worry when I could focus on life and energy and you know growth and expansion? It's all a choice at the end of the day, right? It really is. Yeah. That's just something I try to teach from a quantum physics perspective. And then I bring spiritual truths and then also the neuroscience behind it to how that you can just choose. And when you learn that power, like really understanding what choosing is and being able to do that, it, it's a game changer in your life. And I know for me too, that's what I said. I love your, your, your background and what you went through. It's like, I'm like, yeah, this is, this sounds just like me. Um, cause it was the same thing. Low self-worth. That was my biggest limiting belief. I'm not good enough, low self-worth and, and not being valuable. And it was one of those that you, no matter at what level I got to, I was just never going to be satisfied. And it, it comes to that point in life where you, you have to make, there comes a point where you just get tired of that. And at least I don't know if it was for you. And I'm, I'm this is kind of me asking the question in that, 
it, it was at a point too where you're just tired of feeling that. That's when you started to, like that inspired you to go seek else into the personal development and so forth to really be like, I want to figure this out to not have this feeling anymore. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was so many things that were just culminating, like taking care of my father who was terminally ill. Then I'll be a good daughter. I'll run a marathon for cancer research. And then I'll, you know, I, I'll be a decent human. And I, I thought I was fat. <laughs> like I ran the marathon. I still felt crappy. I was just, I was mentally, emotionally, physically putting myself through all these hurdles, abusing myself. And that's, you know, that's when I said to my friend, um, and gosh, I was even shopping so much. I was doing all of these things on the outside that were hurting me. And that's when I said to my friend, I, I am exhausted. I'm tired of this. When is it going to be enough? And up until that point, even if even if Bob Pro Proctor showed up in my life, I wouldn't have been ready for it. Um, I wouldn't have heard it because I was so busy chasing after these things. Um, it wasn't until after that moment that aha, where I was um, on a movie set in Hawaii. I was a background person um, for a movie and there was a girl and we were, she was reading this book about leadership of self. And I'm like, I love this. I want some of this. Where did you get that? And I, you know, I, I never looked back. I went to a, a personal development kind of presentation in Hawaii when I was living there, uh, size seminars. And I just jumped in with both feet. I, cause, because I was just so done with feeling worthless and like crap all the time. And it, it was lonely. I, one thing I realized when I was taking care of my father who was terminally ill, I was in a leadership position in my work and somebody put their hand on my shoulder because they realized what was going on. I didn't really tell anyone. And I almost crumbled and fell apart because I didn't let anyone in. And for somebody to just have that empathy, I just, I couldn't take it. Like I couldn't take the kindness. Oh, it makes me emotional now. And that, that, was, a, that was a big aha for me. Just want to take a quick break here and just share with you, if you've been enjoying this episode, please do me a huge favor and just share it with a friend, a family member, someone that you know would benefit or enjoy listening to this just like you are. If this is your first time listening to the episode, please subscribe if you haven't done so already. It allows you not to miss another update or episode release that we do. If you're enjoying this, please do me a huge favor and sh share a review on whatever platform that you listen to at uh, the podcast on. It helps expand our reach and our mission out there and so much more. Now, let's go ahead and let's get back to the show. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And it and yeah. it's something that, um, you know, we, we talked a little about like, you know, as an age, at such a young age to be conditioned, I call it conditioning. And uh, in my third book, I talk a lot about the, the subconscious mind that 95% of our life is dictated by it. And um, where does that all, how does that work? How does it, you know, how do we get to those points of, of being where I call a mental prison, because if you're, if you're 95% of your life is automatic, automatic, and it's just automated, constantly doing the same thing over and over and over again, 
where do you come in and choose to experience life? You know, it, it may right. be 5%, if that. And to me, I'm like, this is that's just a prison in some ways. What are some things that, you know, we talked about, we talked about some limiting beliefs and, and beliefs and so forth. And what are some ways to people break out of this pattern to what I call in a sense, like an awaken to realize, oh my goodness, here's, this is, well, I can actually choose and choose my life, actually be uh, creating the life I want to have rather than um, being stuck into traditional, you know, concepts or just what my identity, small I versus my identity, capital I, um, um is how how can they start that journey yeah well first is getting clear on what you want you know if if you're not creating results to your liking or you're not feeling and showing up in the way that you want to at least start by entertaining the idea of if i could have anything if i could feel any way if i could be you know that image of who i want to be what what would that be Without getting into the how, because it's not important at this point, just get a clear vision of what it is you want. Um, and then when you notice, I, I would say, you know, when we had that little small window of choice to not let our subconscious mind be in the driver's seat, we can create new neural pathways by choosing. And so this is where mindfulness can come into play, where you are, you have to carve out time for yourself. No, do you have to go like meditate under a bridge somewhere for hours and hours on end? No, you do not. But if you can take, even set a timer on your watch at periods throughout the day, how am I feeling right now? What do I need right now? Ooh, that's kind of an odd belief. Why am I believing this right now? And what would I rather believe? And that's that mindfulness is and shifting to what you'd rather believe is creating new neural pathways. And the more you do that, think about a worn out path. I, I think about when I used to walk to the beach in Kailua, that worn out path it, there. That's, you know, those are those neural pathways that you're, you know, you, it's the easy route there, but you can carve new ones. And the more you do that, the more the, the, the leaves and the branches and the grass will flatten out to where a new path is aligned. Um, and there's a path of least resistance for you. So get clarity on what you want and then practice mindfulness, even if it's just a few moments asking yourself those questions. I love that. That is great. And I love your analogy or sharing an example of, of, of neuroplasticity and how we could change our pathways with just the path kind of a thing, uh, yeah. wearing it down and so forth. Um, it, it's very, very cool. And in those ways, you know, one of those things that, uh, man, I'm losing my train of thought. He'll come back to me. But um, yeah, it's it, looking at that, though, from there, you know, how can we then um, un unveil limiting belief, like a limiting belief that we may have, because they're they're so hidden in, in, in some yeah. ways. I, I, I do. I share a lot of like how there's there's certain things that can you can become aware of it. But um, how can people start to create awareness to their limiting beliefs to know that there is a belief that's holding them back from the life they wanted to choose? Yeah. One of the tools that I like to use is, um, is well, journaling. So I, you know, in the beginning stages and what I learned from Bob is just every day for maybe a week or two, give yourself some quiet time and imagine if you could be, do have anything, what would that be? And just sort of write a shopping list of those things, those identities, those opportunities, those 
life experiences without judgment, without getting into the how. But also, as you're doing that, be aware of that voice of dissent, right? That's chiming in, or how are you going to do that? Or you don't have the money for that. Money doesn't grow on trees. We don't have entrepreneurs in our family. It, so those are paradigms. Those are your limiting beliefs. So start to just notice them and write them down. I, I love that Keegan and Leahy, they're, um, they were um, professors at Harvard. They talk about immunity to change, which is what we're talking about here. And so we have these ideas of things that we want to be, do, or have. But then, like you're saying, we have competing commitments. You know, I I want um, I want to be a millionaire, but but secretly I have a commitment to um, playing not to lose, or I have a commit. You know, so uncovering those, um, then you can make a choice. Then you can kind of start to test those assumptions in small ways. Um, and build up evidence to support a new paradigm. I love that. that and, it, and it's so, um, I love I love when you bring up the whole like inner voice kind of thing, the inner critic, uh, where you, you you set a goal, let's say you want to be a millionaire, and then you get that little voice coming in, or there's like, it, it's just like, as soon as you say it, you're like really excited, and all of a sudden there comes, it just sneaks up behind you, and it's like, yep, this is, uh, yeah, okay, we look at the past, <laughs> look at this, look at that, and it's always, yeah. Um, and then I always tell people that's not really your voice. That's someone else's voice who you've can you've been conditioned by or you've you've taken that belief. And it could be repetitiveness over time, too. But, um, you know, I've always you know, sometimes there's things I would say to myself when I went through my own inner journey and it would be like, I don't talk like that. That's not how I would say that about myself. And then I started looking and I'm, I started doing this backward journey. And also I'm going, huh, that's not my voice at all. That's not even how I use things. That's so and so. Or it could have been yeah. my dad saying something to me, or it could have been my mom or family, someone who was authority that I respect for and trusted. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, that's so interesting how um, there's it's their words, the way they say it, even their tone. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is yes. interesting. Will come through. And I just feel like, and, I, you, and it sounds like you, so you think it's you. Um, but then when you start doing this work and starting to do that kind of stuff, it's amazing how you can shift that around and turn it around. Yeah. And I, I love, you know, that you're bringing other people's voices into it because as we start to shift and evolve in our thinking, you might notice that those voices literally get louder from those people who you're surrounding yourself with. Um, and, and sometimes, well, it's because of their own paradigms that they're chiming in, their own fears, their own worries. And sometimes it's people that are the closest to us who love us the most who don't want to see us get hurt and don't understand what we're doing and don't understand that they can be, do, or have anything they want. There's really no limits other than our mind. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I like that uh, analogy. So when you're, when you're hearing those voices from other people, it's not you, it's, it's their paradigm. It's not even them. So not taking it personally and not letting it weigh on you is, is huge. No, I love that. And so one of the things you I've one of the conditionings I had to break down was, you know, you talk about the be do have, which I love that principle so much. And I, I talk about something called the have do be trap. Because mm -hmm. um, we're so easy, we're, we're doing this. So I it's when I first heard this when I was in chiropractic school, I was just like, Oh, so that's how it's supposed to be. And then I started thinking about my life. And I'm like, Oh, my God, I've, I, I've been doing the total opposite. And then I started to see how many people do the total opposite. And I started mm -hmm. seeing the connections and the patterns in my own life. 
how I got conditioned that way. And then I started to see it in other people's. But um, one, of, one of the things is it, we're, we're so caught up into the doing, especially for business and entrepreneurs. It's always about do, 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 do. And we're talking about the, the being aspect and, and we're always looking outside ourselves uh, instead of within. What is, you know, how can we, you brought up mindfulness and I, I think that might be a tool, but I want to ask you just the question, how can we start that journey to go in? First off, do we have the wisdom within? Do we have all that we need within? Do we have to look outside ourselves um, and to really achieve that life that we want to have? I think that there are requisite skills that we need to have to do some of the things that we want to do, but I really feel that the answers lie inside of ourselves. I mean, I am an advocate for education. However, there's a difference. When I first started coaching, <clears throat> I remember uh, this was in 2017 when I retired and I started my business and I asked my coach hey, there's a doctorate program in X, Y, and Z. I think I might do it. And he said, are you doing it because you think you need it or because you want it? And at that time, it was like, oh, here I go again. The not good enough, right? I have everything I need. I've been teaching leadership for many, many years in the military. So I, <laughs> I have that. So you have to, the mindfulness plays into, comes into play when you can ask yourself, why am I doing this? Or why am I following up with this person right now? Is it because I'm fearful that I'm not going to hear from them? Or is it because I'm coming from a place of giving and, and knowing? It's a different energy. So when you can practice that mindfulness, why am I following this strategy of connecting with potential clients? You know, so if we're in a service industry and we're looking at other coaches and whatnot and the strategies that help them excel and, and scale their business. Are we just, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. We're, we're looking outside of ourselves. Yes. There are tools and different ways and mechanisms for reaching your target audience, but it doesn't mean that you should leverage all of them. Tap into yourself. Where do you feel guided? You're not going to choose wrong. Just show up and be authentic and connect with people because you, the people you're looking for are also looking for you. So that's how I apply the mindfulness in my business when I'm, ooh, where is this coming from? Or mm, I was going to contact this person, but it's coming from a fear-based thing. I'm going to, I'm going to like chill out and I'm going to wait and I'm going to go for a walk. And then I'm going to, you know, approach this again. Um, and when I re relax, that's when opportunities align with me. It's not that they're magically appearing. It's, you know, when we're in the doing phase and doing what everybody else is doing and looking outside of ourselves and not checking in with our, with ourselves for the answers, we're not open to the opportunities that are right in front of us when we could, you know, connect beautifully. No, I love the way you say that. And again, it's funny how it parallels in our lives. Cause like I, when I was in chiropractic school, I was almost, I was talking to one of the head, uh, he was, he, <clears throat> he had a, excuse me, <clears throat> he had a, uh, I don't know if it was a doc, I think it was a doctorate in nutrition. Um, so it's, it's three years. I think it's like four, three, 400 hours on top of after being a chiropractor. And I was talking to him and I'm like, you know me, you know how I am. Should, I love nutrition. Should I go get my certification in uh, a certification in, in nutrition? It's like 160 hours or something. And he was like, no, he goes, you don't need it. 
And I was like, but you know, because in my head, I was like, I need that to show that I'm worthy. I need that to show yeah. that I'm this. I need to do that for this. And he's like, you, you he goes, it'll mess you up what you know about nutrition because you're advanced. You, you know more than that already. And I was like, are you sure? That's like, you know, it's a program. He goes, I went through it all. I've been to the highest level of it. He goes, the way you see nutrition is, is big picture. And that's what you, how you want to approach it. You're not going to do that when you go through that. And so I was like, interesting. Um, and that was like one clue that the universe or whatever you want to call it was kind of telling me, you know, don't have to do that. But I've always always that way myself looking at what's the next thing to do. What's the next system to follow? What's the next thing to, to be or the, yep. the do to, to get to that level. And it, it, it took, quite some time to uh, break away. But you brought up something that I really liked is, is that, and I, I try to emphasize this so much. If it's not coming to you, take a break, go, go, go for a walk, unwind. Yeah. Don't think that that unwinding this though is going to solve it and give you the answer. Just go do it anyhow, just to reset yourself. And if it comes, it comes. And if it doesn't, eventually it will just got to keep giving yourself that reset. Yeah. It's, you know, the moments where most people have their ahas is when they're relaxed I, I mean, I can, and, and there's science and psychology behind that. You know, when we are in the grind and laser focused on something in order to tap it, you know, and our analytical mind, our intellect, those are gifts for us to leverage and use. So I'm not saying don't leverage them, but we can get so caught up in that and we can, there's a ceiling. We can only go so far with that and only so high with that. So broadening your focus and taking that walk, it, that helps you broaden your focus. And there's a thing called goal priming. So when you're like, this is what I want, this is what I'm working toward, your subconscious already knows. Your The unconscious mind already knows it's in there, it's primed. So when you're relaxed and you're not even consciously moving toward your goal or your vision or that project completion or that idea, when you're relaxed, maybe something triggers that goal. And then an idea kind of emerges from it. So there's a part of our mind that we're not even leveraging and tapping into. And you can learn to do that. Yeah, it's so much. A lot of times I'll tell people about like the beingness and from an energy standpoint, from a vibe standpoint, from an emotion standpoint. Mm -hmm. And I always say like when you can get to that vibration and I go when, and you'll know when you're there, your body will tell you. There comes a point then when you get there, all of a sudden the ideas, people, circumstances, you will, they'll come into your life to get, help you get closer to what it is, that future self that you want to be or the, the goal or the vision that you want to have um, just from doing those kind of things. And so I love, I love the idea. I love how you brought up goal priming with that and so forth. Yeah. It's, you know, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. It, well, it's our job is to figure out what we want and not get so bogged down in the how, because we play small when we think we need to know how. Um, I can't even tell you the number of times where, you know, contracts were ending and then I had bills coming and I was like, oh, here we go. Universe, how are you going to make this work? And then so, I'm not even really on LinkedIn that much. I try to engage in it and then I'll get a random message. Hey, can you would you like to collaborate or would you like to work on this project? I'm like, sure, that came out of nowhere. And so it's when I relax and remember, hey, you know, the, the universe has my back. I'm good. It so does. And, and there's something I wrote in my second 
book. I think it was, no, my first book. And it was one of those things where I talked about um, <clears throat> how much does our mind really know? Let's, you know, no matter how much you've studied in your life, you can give a hundred years of studying the amount of information that you don't know compared to what you know, the knowing is like 0.000, I think it's five zeros and 1%, uh, 1% of all the information that's out there and all the possibilities, you know, that you can honestly see the hows, in other words, yeah. where the universe and everything else has 99 plus percent that it sees other things. And it's that for me was an awakening moment because I was like, all right, I'm gonna stop trying to control the house. I'm not going to say that this is the path. And I started to go to like, here's my vision. Here's yep. what I want to create for myself. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got crystal clear in this and uh, that's it. I'm leaving the rest of you and whatever shows up, shows up. And yep. it's funny how certain things will come up. Like you have, you know, contracts are coming to an end. You got bills to pay and there comes those, those fears and all these other things. And, uh, and it's just like, you just take a step. And when you can just let go of the resistance, and just, mm -hmm. you know, just let, accept what is, you know, trust in that, have faith in yourself. Because I always say when you have, and I still have this from time to time where you, you get these fears that come up. But um, I always use a mantra to be like, if I have fear, that means I don't, <clears throat> I don't have faith in myself. But more importantly, I don't have faith in God and the universe. And since it's always working for me, I just need to get out of the way. And it's funny because when you do that, random message out of nowhere and you're like, holy cow. How the heck that happened? You know, what? I only want to say how the heck it happened. Let's just let's just go with that, and so yeah. forth. Yes, I love uh, that. I could talk to you all day about these things. Um, Laura, how can people find you, follow you, what you see, what you're up to, and, and so much more? Yeah. So if you go to stretchintosuccess.com, um, you can find me there. Uh, you can also go to ratracereboot.com. That's my podcast, and um, you can also find me on LinkedIn. And I'd love to connect with you. Love it. And for all the listeners, I'll have all that in the show notes for you. Um, Laura, thank you for, for being on, taking time to be with us here at the Mindful Experiment. Uh, I love your energy. I love your your framework and mindset and everything that you do. It's uh, very parallel to what I do. And uh, I just love hearing that because there's more of that needs to be out there for the world. And I uh, just appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. And I look forward to connecting with you again. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.